You're listening to Easier, a podcast all about making your life easier. This is episode number 11. I'm Anthony Wagner, and my passion is all about finding the best, simplest, and yes, easiest ways of getting things done. Each week, I'll bring you my favorite tips, tricks, and hacks for living a simpler life. This week is my very first episode in a series I'm calling The Best Life Hacks Ever. And this week's episode is all about cars, about things to keep in your car, to make driving easier, stuff like that. I've got four hacks for you this week. The first is a way to keep your receipts from your purchases organized. The second is about how to keep your hair from getting all messed up when you're driving with your windows down. The third is a trick to keep you out of trouble when you get to a toll and have no cash. And the fourth is a nifty mileage tracker that will help you if you've got a lease or if you are interested in tracking your miles at all. And as a bonus, I'll send you my mileage tracker completely free for you to use right away. Okay, this week there's no other segment but these life hack segments because I've got four of them, so we're just going to jump right in. And I'm really excited about this. As I said in the introduction, these life hack episodes are going to be a regular thing on this show. I've got a ton of life hacks, and I'm only sharing with you the best ones, the ones that I actually use and love, and you'll get those periodically. So I've got enough for car, for kitchen, for home, for all kinds of things. I actually have enough life hacks for two car episodes. So this really just is part one. And in a few weeks, I will roll out the best life hacks car edition part two. So let's get started on part one and with life hack number one. And that is to run out to the store, either Target or Staples or actually just on my website and grab yourself one of those accordion organizers to use for your receipts. And if you do want to grab one, I'll give you the link a few times throughout this episode, but you can go to easiercast.com slash 11. That's the show notes. And I will definitely have a link to the accordion organizer that I use. And you can also go to that same place and look at a photo of the one I use if you're not sure what I mean. But basically, it's one of those organizers that you spread it apart. It looks like an accordion and it has tabs. And I buy for my receipts, the monthly tabbed ones. They actually come with enough slots. So there's 12 slots in it. So you can do one for each month and they come with little month labels and you slide them into the tab. And that way you've got January to December, every single month, a spot for those, for whatever you're going to put there. And in my case, it's receipts. So every time I buy something really almost no matter what it is, the only exception pretty much is food. If I'm buying something that can't be returned like food, then I don't really hang on to the receipt. The exception to that would be if you're buying things that you need to get reimbursed for or for tax purposes, obviously then keep those. But if the receipt is of no value after you've used it or after it's been given to you, then don't hang on to that. So typically, like I go to a a restaurant and I buy food, I'm not saving that. But everything else, especially things I've purchased, go in. So I go to the current month inside my organizer. I go to the end of the receipts in that month and I put the receipt in that 
spot at the end of it in the current month. And I make sure that they all face the same way. Now, sometimes the receipts are too long, and so I'll fold them over, but it's really helpful to make sure that they all face the same direction. So that way, when you're looking for one, you can pull out that month and just flip through them without having to shuffle papers. It's so convenient when you're looking for a receipt. And then on top of it, all you have to do is really remember about the time that you purchased it. So I know that I bought a standing fan at the beginning of summer, and so I'm going to check May and June, maybe July, to find that receipt. And it works. I'm telling you, I find my receipts probably 90% of the time. It's awesome. It's so much less stressful than it used to be. And then something that's great about it is it keeps them organized past the year that you're using it. I used to take all the receipts out and put them in a container or in an envelope, and I kind of kept them sorted. That's not so great for a couple of reasons. First, it's not nearly as organized. And I'm talking at the end of the year when all the months are filled up. So you fill January to December and it's not so organized that way. And then what I find is that the receipt organizers usually come with like an elastic band that wraps around the flap to keep it closed. And that elastic band tends to get worn out after, you know, after about a year, maybe a little longer. But once you're getting into two years, that elastic band definitely doesn't work so well. So what I do, I go January to December and every December I buy a new accordion organizer and start it from scratch and I leave that in my car and then after December 31st I take the one from the previous year out and I put it in my filing that way they're all still filed and I'll put the year on it somehow I'll either use a label maker or a marker or something or sometimes I actually just have left it you can always open it up and check one date and it works out so I take it out of the car put it in my filing and then start the new one and that has the benefit of keeping all the receipts from the past years organized and they're all organized if for when you're getting ready to start your taxes and you've got a new one started seamlessly and it just works. It's a great kind of sub hack to buy a new one each December. Okay, the second sub hack for this life hack is where to keep it in your car. You might think that it's got to go in like the glove box or something and I find that the more difficult I make to get to the thing, the harder it is for me to stay on top of it. So what I do, I actually slide my organizer between the passenger seat and the center console, and it sits there. It doesn't interfere with the passenger. It doesn't interfere with the seatbelt. If you stick it right in front of where the seatbelt holder is, it will not slide around. It'll stay right there. It, you know, Even as you're driving and stuff, it doesn't slide around, and it's really easy to just grab put the receipt in, close it back up, and stick it right back there. It's great. So that's where I keep it. It stays out of the way. I know where it is. I never have to worry about it. So that's kind of the second sub hack. And then I've got actually one more sub hack under this life hack, and that is to tape the tabs down. And the reason I say that is, so when you slide the little labels in the plastic holders that you know hold the tabs, the labels for the months, Usually, I think the manufacturers expect you to store the thing upright, but when you're storing it, like I just said, in my in your car, if you've got it vertical between the seat, the problem is, is that sometimes those tabs will fall out, the labels, and then you're either having to make new ones or dig for them within the receipt holder. It's a pain in the butt. So what I found is I'm not planning to use it outside of that year. I don't need to rearrange the tabs. Obviously, the order of the months isn't changing. So what I do is I tape the tabs down. I usually will take scotch tape. And I'll cut it in half because it's usually too wide. And I'll just tape each side down. And I do this in December right after I've bought the new one and put the labels in. This way, they don't fall out. So that's kind of your third little sub hack underneath. So just as a quick recap, the hack itself is to buy one of those accordion organizers that's made for months. 
and keep your receipts in there by month and then kind of chronologically at the end of each section. And then the three sub hacks underneath are buy a new one each December and use the old one in your filing. The second one is keep it between your passenger seat and your center console. And then the third one is tape the tabs down so that way the labels don't fall out. Okay, life hack number two is a way to prevent your hair or anything else from getting messed up while you're driving with the windows down. This actually works in a number of ways, but I thought that was the most intriguing for the intro. But basically, it's to open both the front and the back windows on the same side of the car when you're driving with the windows down. So I don't know about you, but I love driving with the windows down when the weather is nice. And sometimes I'm even guilty of leaving the air on if it's hot, but it's still nice outside. I try not to do that, but every so often I will. I know it's terrible for the environment. I'm going to try to knock that off. And it's terrible on your wallet too. But anyway, I love driving with the windows down, but I hate it when I'm driving with the windows down and it's super loud. My hair is getting messed up and I'm getting like a blast, a jet of air and wind in my face. So I discovered a few years back a little trick to help reduce this. And that is whenever you roll your your window down on your, pa- on your driver's side in the front to also roll the driver's side window in the back down by the same amount. And what I found is that it allows kind of like a jet stream or whatever. The air has a place to escape, so it's not blasting you in the face. It's less wind in your hair, and it's a lot less loud. You'd think that having the the back window open would create more noise. It actually doesn't because the wind has a place to escape. It creates a lot less noise. So that is a really awesome trick. It's not perfect. It's still going to be loud if you're driving fast. It's still going to be windy if it's windy outside. And if the wind is blowing directly perpendicular to your car, yeah, you're still going to deal with that. But it definitely helps. And I would say just test it out. Go driving, roll down your front window and listen for a minute and see how loud and how windy it is. And then roll down the back window the exact same amount And you'll see it's a noticeable difference between both the sound and the level of wind. So, you know, try it for yourself and see if it works. I promise you it will. And I bet you'll start doing this from now on. And then I just want to add, this works even on the freeway. Now, let me say this. Like I said, I love driving with the windows down, even on the freeway. Doing this trick is not going to make it suddenly silent and perfect in the car. No, it's still going to be very windy. It's still going to be very loud. But if you like driving with the windows down, especially like, you know, an early summer evening, it's the best. Even on the freeway, it still reduces the noise and the wind. So it's worth it no matter where you're doing it. The only caveat to this is it won't work so well if you've got an older car that doesn't have electric windows. They're manual crank windows. I know some folks still do have those. That might make it a little tougher. You still can just try to not do it while you're driving, especially if you're going to reach back and be cranking. But if you've got electric windows or got a car that can support this, most I think at this point do, it's definitely worth giving a shot. So that is life hack number two is to open both the front and the back windows by the same amount on the same side of your car whenever you want to drive. Uh, one last little thing, you can open all four windows. I like to drive with all four down. Just do the, the same thing on both sides. Open the front and the back on both sides by the same amount. Okay, life hack number three for your car is to keep a $5 bill or whatever denomination bill you're comfortable with, but I keep a $5 bill hidden in your car. And the reason for this is, I think like a lot of folks, 
I assume are like me and they don't, we don't carry cash very much. I try to keep a little bit in my wallet, but I really don't carry much cash because I keep my credit cards. Actually, I'm starting to get to the point where if it weren't for my ID, I'd leave my wallet at home because if I'm just going on a quick run, most stores accept Google Pay and that's what I use. I use my phone, I would say probably 70% of the time now. So a lot of folks aren't carrying cash and you never know when you're going to need it. And I think the biggest culprit of this is tolls. Sometimes you'll come up to a toll and you will not expect that it's cash only and you might not even be expecting that there's a toll at all and you get there and surprise you have to have cash and you're kind of up a creek without a paddle if you don't have cash on you. This is an awesome little trick that if you keep it tucked away in your car you forget about it. Frankly I don't even remember about it for the most part and it's there but when you're kind of stressed out panicking because you don't have the cash you need it's a, a great little, oh yeah, I've got that cash hidden in there. It's going to bail me out. And this isn't just for tolls. It's whenever you find that you need a little bit of emergency fund, you've got it. And it's just little. So if the car, you know, or if it gets lost or stolen, it's not the end of the world. $5, it's not great. I'm not going to say that losing five bucks is great, but at the same time, it's not like you're keeping a hundred and you've just lost a hundred dollar bill. That's why I like to keep it five, not even 20, because I find that If it did get lost, yeah, it would suck, but it would suck less. So definitely keep the $5 bill hidden or whatever denomination in your car. And where I keep mine is if you, the, as you're sitting in the driver's seat, if you pull down the visor, the thing you use to block the sun, I have a a mirror in there, but it's got like a little lid that flips up. It keeps the light for the mirror turned off. Most cars have one of these now. I lift up that lid and I sit the $5 directly on top of the mirror and then close the lid and close the visor. And I don't use the mirror in my car very much. If you do, you might need to find a different place. But I find that I do use the visor, so I don't want the money kind of falling out or blowing away. And this keeps it secure in the visor, so I don't have to worry about it. And I actually forget about it. So it's an all-around great place to keep it. And nobody knows that it's there. And actually, for the most part, I tend to forget that it's there. So this is a, a great place if you don't use that mirror very much to keep yours. Other spots you could try in your center console, in your glove box, in the sp- uh, places behind the seats. Any of those could work, but I find that this one is the easiest. So that's life hack number three to keep a $5 bill hidden in your car. And then the last hack that I have for you is a hack that's really more for people who lease vehicles who are worried about miles. So I built this tracker for myself. So this might not be for you if you don't, but it could still work for any other reason you need to track your miles. But really, if you're leasing a car and you're worried about mileage, this tracker is for you. And you have to fill it out with a couple of numbers right up front. And it's really simple. I'll, I'll walk you through it. And Then you just fill in your current mileage and current date periodically, and it will tell you how you're doing on your miles. So what you do is you, it's, it's very simple. It's two columns. It's like eight cells or eight rows high, and that's it. But basically what you do is you put in the start date of your lease and the end date of your lease, and then also the amount of miles you're allowed for, for that lease. And what it will start by doing is it will calculate the amount of miles you're allowed every day. In my case, I've got a two-year lease and it's got 27,000 mile allotment on that lease. And so it means I'm allotted 36.99 miles per day on average. That's the amount that I'd be allowed every day. If I were to drive that, I would not go over. And so it's 37 miles a day. 
And then what you do after you've put in those first couple numbers, the number of miles you're allowed and the start and end date of your lease, then you start periodically entering the current mileage where you are right now on your odometer and the current date. And what it will do is below all of those columns or all of those rows, it spits a few numbers back out at you. The first is the deviation per day, meaning how much are you over or under on average a day? How much extra are you driving? So I'm allowed about 37 miles a day. And right now my lease is at, well, as of August 8th, the last time I updated it, it was at 23,641 miles. And so what it calculated was that I'm over a little bit per day. I'm over by about 0.4 miles per day, which is really not bad. And then the next thing it's going to calculate is your estimated end mileage. And so it estimates that I'm going to end my lease if I turn it in on the day that it's due, 27,307 miles. And that means that I'll be over by about 300 miles. And the last number it gives you is the estimated end cost. And it says that it'll cost me about $61 if I turn it in. Also, what I'm now realizing as I'm talking you through this is I have hard-coded in the formulas for this how much my miles cost per mile over. So if you're not familiar with leasing, every mile you drive beyond your limit, there's a cost for that. So mine is 20 cents a mile, and I've got that hard-coded. So what I'm realizing is for the version I'm going to share with you, I have to update that. I have to pull that number out, and that'll be another thing you'll have to enter at the beginning is how much your miles cost. You'll need to know that or at least guess it to, to get that last number out, how much it's going to cost. So just to recap, you're going to start by entering your lease start and end dates. You're going to enter the amount of miles you're allowed to drive, and you're going to enter your cost per mile, and it will spit out for you how much you're over on average each day or under. It does the same thing. How much your estimated end mileage is going to be and how much your estimated end cost is going to be. And it actually color codes too. So if you're doing good, I think it's in the green. And then if you're doing you know, not so great, it's in the red and it's easy to, to see. So it's very simple. Like I said, it's two columns and it's only currently nine rows high. It'll be 10 when I add that other column or maybe 11. So this is a really simple tracker. If you've ever looked for something simple that you wanted to use to help you see where you are in terms of your lease, maybe to adjust your driving habits, this will do it for you. And then another big bonus is I'm going to create it and I'm going to share it to you in its original format, which is for Google Sheets. So that means anyone can use it. I would recommend that you download the Google Sheets app for either for whatever kind of phone you have and I update it right from my phone. So like I'll sit in my car, look at my odometer, update the miles and put in the date and I'll see right then. It's very simple. You only have to update periodically two things. It's so simple. So that is my fourth life hack for this episode and that's to use a mileage tracker to watch where you are in your lease. Before I sign off this week, I wanted to tell you really quickly where you could go to get any of the show notes, which I mentioned at the top, but I'll mention again now, and where you can go to get that tracker. So in order to get the show notes, you can go to easiercast.com slash 11. And then to get the tracker, you can go there. There are buttons on that page that you can click, or you can just go to easiercast.com slash 11 download to grab that tracker. All I'm going to ask you for is your first name and your email address. And as I've said before, I'm super careful about spam. You're never going to get anything junky from me. It's just typically going to be the week's episode coming out each Wednesday. You'll have a new episode in your inbox from me each Wednesday morning at about six o'clock 
Eastern time. And I will, of course, also immediately, as soon as you sign up, send you that tracker for you to start using right away. And one last little tip, what you can do in Google Sheets, the way I'm going to share it with you, I'll put a note in there so it reminds you, but the way to use it is if you go in Google Sheets and you choose the file menu along the top, and this works as of the recording of this episode, which is in August of 2018. So if things change and you're listening to this somewhere in the future, I apologize for that. But for right now, if you go to file and then choose make a copy, it will allow you to copy the tracker right into your Google Sheets account and you don't have to do anything else. You can just start editing it from there. So again, in Google Sheets, you go up to the file menu and choose make a copy and that's how you can grab it for yourself. And one last time, it's easiercast.com slash 11 download. And that's it for episode number 11 of Easier. Remember to try any of my car life hacks that we've discussed in this episode, whether it's the receipt organizer or keeping both windows open to prevent your hair from going crazy or to bail yourself out at a toll with a hidden $5 bill or to keep track of your miles on your lease with my awesome mileage tracker. Try one, try all of them and let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can email me at podcast at easiercast.com or you can leave a comment by going to easiercast.com slash 11, scrolling all the way to the bottom of that page and dropping a comment right there. And like I said, download that mileage tracker at easiercast.com slash 11 download. If I love any of the stuff that you've shared with me, I will absolutely feature it in a future episode and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to Easier. Until next week, here's to an easier life. Bye for now.